What is going on and welcome to another episode of The Devil's Advocate. In this podcast, Tim and Jared have authentic conversation covering their faith, spirituality, and what it means to have a biblical worldview in a postmodern culture. Our goal is not always to agree, but to search truth together. Stick around. Hey, what's up, everybody? We're back with another episode of The Real Devil's Advocate. As always, I'm Tim, and with me is Jared. You haven't changed? I have not You're changed still in these Tim. last two weeks. I am. Good. My beard's a little longer, although I'm going to be shaving it off. Uh, what? Not the whole thing. Oh. I'm just going to trim it down a okay. little bit. It just gets so tough. Everything gets stuck in here. I get it. Like everything. When you've got a one-and-a-half-year-old, it's just bad news by the end when of the they're night. they're spitting up all over you? Oh, my gosh. I can't imagine. Yeah. Pulling the spit up out of the beard. Oh, it's awful. It's awful. <laughs> Plus, with the Great Dane and with the Great Dane King Corso, there's just pretty much slobber everywhere all the time. King Corso? King Corso, yeah. So this, uh, our puppy now, um, he's a Great Dane King Corso mix. He's going to be like 180 pounds, mm. almost 200. It said between 180 to That's more than pounds. me. Yeah, yeah. Bigger than me. When I thought our Dane was huge, but he only weighed in at 140. So, But I digress. I, d- I digress. <laughs> We're talking about we dogs have- now. A miniature Australian Shepherd. Okay. Weighing in at like 12 pounds. Nice. That See, we have a terrier that's 20 pounds that would get along. That puppy's huge. Yeah. <laughs> 12 <laughs> pounds. You could accidentally throw the puppy away and not even know. That's true. Like accidentally get in a bag and it's too light and gone. Goes puppy. Yep. Bye, puppy. Yeah. It's been real. We're hoping our terrier does just get lost. Uh, Sounds like the other one will eat it one day, so. Yeah, but the terrier last week or the week before must have been mad about something I did because when I came home, he had gotten on the kitchen table, Mm. peed on my table, and my laptop. Oh, my God. There's like a million other things he could pee on in the house, Mm -hmm. right? He chooses my laptop. Oh, my goodness. So I'm sitting there trying to work thinking, I know I showered today. Something's not right Terror the terrier. Oh, my gosh. It's so funny. Anyways, anyways, I know you're excited to be talking about this, and I say that kind of sarcastically, just because I know you did another podcast regarding this earlier this week. But uh, man, I was reading about another one on the way here. You know, another uh, another shooting. Oh man! And uh, yeah, I guess this one was in New York at a grocery store, and I I don't know the total fatality count or anything like this. But uh, man, today I just kind of wanted to talk about what is going on and uh-huh. uh, why an increase. All mm-hmm. of a sudden. I mean, I know it's been getting worse and worse. And, mm-hmm. you know, I grew up, I don't ever remember, maybe I was sheltered, but I don't remember ever being scared to go to the grocery store. I don't remember scared to go into the movie theaters. Mm-hmm. I don't remember, you know, I was scared to leave my house and talking with my kids this week and driving in the car. And, you know, they watch TikTok and that's how they get a lot of their information or Snapchat and their friends are talking about it. And hearing my kids say that they're scared to go somewhere mm-hmm. or ask questions that, uh, I'm just sitting here wondering, how did we get here? Yeah, Christiana and I were going to Hobby Lobby the other day. Yeah, and uh, I'm not observant. I'm just not. <laughs> uh, I, it's it's a reality about me. Um, I just kind of flow through life. But I'm I go out. I actually left early, and she was checking out, and we had food in the car. So I'm like, well, I'm gonna go eat. You check out. I'll meet you out there. Right. And so I go out there. I'm just sitting there eating. And all of a sudden, I, I see Christiana, and she's like running towards me, and I'm like. And I thought she was just gonna like, I thought she was gonna like mess with me, like try to scare me or something. Right. And she gets in the car, 
And she's like, oh my gosh, did you see that? And I'm like, did I see what? And apparently on the bench outside of Hobby Lobby was a guy laying under a blanket and he had a rifle. And so Christiana happened to see the rifle and like walked calmly away. But as soon as she was like out of sight, like sprinted to the car. So we ended up calling the police, um, which I feel like the, the dispatcher must have hated her job because she wasn't like the most friendly. She wasn't like, hey, 911, how can I help you? She was like, hey, 911, why are you calling? Right, right. <laughs> uh, but we told her what was going on, and she's like, oh, yeah, people have already told us we have police on the way. And oh, like, wow. And it's like, well, so sorry that we called you, gee whiz, you know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, thankfully, I mean, nothing happened with that. I don't know what the end of the story was. I mean, we have no idea. Right. Um, other than there's a guy laying on a bench outside of a Hobby Lobby with a rifle, which is just weird. Um, but yeah, I, I'm with you. It feels like, I don't know if when Trump was in president, was in the presidency that we just didn't hear about it as much. If maybe shootings were drowned out by all the other news media that was happening. And mm-hmm. now with the changing of the presidential guard, all of a sudden, we're hearing about those news stories again. Right. Um, there's obviously conspiracy theories, you know. Sure. Oh, it's it's being an invest in, in instigated by the left so that they can push through gun laws and things like that. Right. I don't know uh, how much of that I want to travel down. Um, but sure. the reality is, is uh, it seems to be happening, and more people seem to be spurred on to do it. And uh, it's something that is. Uh, very sad and disgusting that is seems to be happening is people decide, hey, I'm going to just go shoot some innocent people. Yeah, I, I, I just can't wrap my head around it. And, uh, you know, I knew I would struggle a little bit doing this podcast today trying to find the words because there's a, a lot of anger that, uh, um, you know, flows through me mm-hmm. when I think about my kids, when I think about my friends, when I think about innocent people out there that these things are happening too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I went to the grocery store to get some milk and boom. Right. Over. Yeah, those are things that you just don't think about or you shouldn't associate, you know. You shouldn't have to think about it. Right. And, it, I mean, it's just depressing. It's mm-hmm. just depressing. And I just, I, uh, I was going to ask, you know, a, a certain set of questions when I was uh, heading here. And then I realized that, you know, in any in any topic that we talk about here in this podcast that I could always bring back the question and say, where is God in mm-hmm. all this? And, but I think that to us and to the listeners that that gets a little repetitive, mm-hmm. you know, when you're asking, cause there's always going to be, you know, a different answer or sure. different things like that. So the answer stays the same, right? That we're human beings that get to make choices. Sure. And there are consequences to our choices. Sure. Good or bad. And so uh, where is God in that? Well, I don't think that God, I know that's not what God wants to happen. Right. But he lets us choose. Sure. And unfortunately, people choose poorly. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's... Uh, we actually had a message on Sunday. Uh, the message was, I can't believe in a God uh, who I don't need. Right. And one really good point that uh, the pastor here talked about, Chris, he said, uh, how do we know what is morally good and bad if we don't have something outside of ourselves to tell us what is good and bad. Like, where's the bar? How do we determine right and wrong if there's nothing outside of us to measure? Because if there isn't something greater that's giving us morality, how do we even know that a shooting is wrong? I mean, obviously, we all know it. We all know it's bad. We all know it's not not good. 
um, at least people who are not insane, right. um, know that it is bad. But how do we even know what is good and what is bad? Like, how do we define that? Because what you define as good and bad may look different than what I define as good and bad. And what makes what you define as good and bad more true than what I define as good? Does that make sense? It does. And I, I and I think in this, this, uh, not uh, actual topic, but this specific topic, I'm sorry. Sure. Is I lost for words? Um, that, uh, y- that you can draw a line that says that some of the things that, you know, that you may deem good or bad or I may deem, good or bad don't result in fatalities right or don't result in a loss of life mm-hmm. you know or all the heartache that's out there right mm-hmm. now um what about what you keep seeing because uh, obviously and I, I don't want this to be a uh political talk uh, mm-hmm. today but you see a lot of people posting and fighting on either side for uh, kind of what you talked about on your other podcast you know the right to bear arms mm-hmm. but and gun I, control yeah and i keep yeah. hearing this phrase it's my God-given right uh-huh. to carry a gun. Uh-huh. Does that is that mentioned anywhere in the Bible? That's yeah, God it's, gave in, us right uh, it's in his uh, hesitations uh, thirteen <laughs> twenty four. Um, you know, I I don't know. I think that that's a, a definitely an American slogan. Okay. it's it's my God-given right. Definitely, it's more of a Constitution thing. Then I think it would be a biblical thing. Um, I mean, you know, Jesus says, "Live by the sword, die by the sword." You know, he says that to Peter. Um, but at the same time, uh, you know, Jesus tells the disciples to grab their swords. You know, and, and right. things like that. So I mean, uh, and it's really hard because it's it's not like it's cut and dry. Um, it's messy. You know. Sure. Um, does it make sense for me to be able to have a magazine that holds 17? Does it change if I can only hold 10? I mean, it only takes one bullet to really kill somebody. Right. Um, and if I plan it, if if I'm a criminal, I'm not really going to adhere to the laws anyway. Sure. So really all you're doing is making laws for people who are going to abide by those laws. Um, and, and ultimately, it's not a law issue, right? Ultimately, it's a heart issue. Um, and so you can create laws all day long, um, but and see that there's a balance there, right? The laws are not made for the good. The laws are made for those. Ooh, the laws are made for those who are uh, are causing harm to other people, right, or themselves. And so, uh, is it wrong to make a law? No, like laws are good. It helps keep order, but at the same time. If I decide, if, if my morals are so off kilter that I decide I'm going to go take someone's life, there's not going to be a law that's going to keep prevent me from from doing that. Sure. It might make it more more difficult. Yeah. But where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. There's always a way. You know? Yeah. I, I, I guess, uh, you know, another thing I was thinking about is, uh, you know, when our forefathers were, you know, around and putting the Constitution together, mm-hmm. do you think this was ever going through their head? You think this is the idea that they thought that their, the world was heading their right to, to bear arms was about uh, corrupt government. Okay. I don't think it was about corrupt people, shoot, civilians shooting other civilians. I mean, I I can be wrong about that, but sure. I'm guessing that's what it was. Is there they they didn't want the whole purpose of it is to say we don't want the government to become so powerful that the people have no way to fight back. Right. Um, and so you have a right to bear arms, saying man, I have a right to fight for my freedoms, even against a, a government that is becoming a dictatorship. Right. So, um, 
So there you was know. really no thought into, you know, and I, I'm just guessing as well. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think they were sitting around thinking about, well, the right to bear arms is going to create mass shootings. The right, right to bear arms is, uh, well, and I don't think they were thinking about the type of weaponry we would have. No. You know, the, I, like, it was different times for sure. Yeah. I imagine you show up back then. Right now, with an AK forty-seven or yeah. whatever, and they be like, "What witchery is this?" That's right, you know. And so, I just have a hard time, and I'm glad we talked about it because when I hear people say it's my God-given right to carry a gun, mm-hmm. yeah, well, it's your constitutional right, but don't get that confused with your God-given right. Mm-hmm. I, I think that is kind of a, a uh, almost a cop out. It's an easy way to, you know, just say, you know, yeah, just say you want your gun. Uh-huh. And why you want your gun. Right. Why you want your AK-47. Mm-hmm. Uh, am I wrong? No. I, and, and, you know, to me, we're living in a day and age where if the government wants to wipe me out, I don't think that there's anything that I can do to stop them. Right. They'll send a drone in and shoot me with a with a big missile. You know, I mean, what is what is my 9mm going to do against a drone missile? Right. You know? right. Um, so, or a tank yeah. or, you know, anything like that. And so, to me, my right to own a gun is is less about um, wanting to fight off the, gov- the, the bad government because, I mean, for me, I'm like, I just don't know what I can do. Sure. For me, it's it's crazy guy down the street that decides he wants to come into my house to steal toilet paper. Right. Uh, I mean, because people, I don't know what it is, but it's like people panic, and uh-huh. it's like their brain, they turn primal, and all of a sudden, they're no longer thinking or processing. It's just like survival mode. Right, um, yeah. And so for me, having a gun is a way to uh, at least have a sense that I'm able to protect my family sure. in case crazy guy tries to break in. Um, also, uh, I mentioned this in the other podcast too that you probably heard, um, but that that shoot the guy that tried to shoot people in Texas at that church in Texas, yeah. and they had a security guy that had a gun, and basically the guy got shot one guy, and then the security guy shot the shooter. Right. And so rather than killing a whole church full of people you know, the shooter died and one other person died, which still sucks. But if you didn't have a security there that was able to help tame the situation, um, it, it would have been a whole lot worse than it was. And sure. so for me, I think that there's value in saying, yes, I should have a freedom to have a gun if I want one. But there's also value in saying, hey, shouldn't we be trained you know, and just because someone's trained doesn't mean they're not going to make bad choices. Sure, right. Um, but I think that there's value in, in learning gun safety and learning um, how to handle Absolutely. a gun right, yeah. and and all go. You know, going through through classes to. I mean, that's what we did. So I mean, we didn't have to do it, but my wife and I went and took uh, concealed carry classes just because we wanted to make sure that we were handling a, a, a firearm well and correctly. Right. Um, and so uh, I don't carry with me everywhere that I go. I could if I wanted to. I don't. Um, but for me, it was more the learning and the education and making sure that I was going through uh, the the proper channels to be responsible with this important thing that we were going to purchase. Right. Like a car. Yeah. You don't just get a car. No. You have to get a license to drive that car. You have to go through, and then it's rigorous. Right, you have to go through rigorous stuff to be able to get a driver's license anymore. Um, and and is that bad? No, because you're trying to make the road safe. Does that mean that everybody on the road is following all of the training? No, but at least you know that we're all starting at the same level, and you don't have some 
goober out there that's just like, hey, I can buy yeah. a gun and you know. Um, so I don't know. I, it's how it feels lately, though. It does. It does things. feel you do that think way. Some goober just got a gun and decided to go because yeah. they're angry. Decided that it was their job to now go. Yeah, and I hate that it creates kind of such an. Uh, gray area right like Mm -hmm. i'm sitting at home thinking i don't like these mass shootings i'm i think it'd be fun to go to a gun range and shoot you know an ak-47 or an uzi or anything like that Mm -hmm. um but i don't necessarily think they need to be on the streets i don't think they need to be in my home but then on the other end i start thinking about well if somebody comes through my front door and they've got an ak-47 and i've got a pistol shooter Uh well now you're forcing me to want to think about owning something like that Mm -hmm. and it's just Mm-hmm. I don't think it's fair. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, I don't know what I'll say. I try to think beyond too. Like I think, so we, as a follower of Jesus, I live for the eternal and mm-hmm. not for the immediate. And so, that's a hard question too. Oh man, my throat is suddenly super dry. Yeah. Oh no, we're not getting over <clears throat> a cold, so I yeah. sound. Uh, so, do I want to be responsible for sealing someone's fate? Right. So if someone breaks into my house and they're not a believer, and I shoot them. Uh, and now they're dead, and they're in, you know, eternal damnation. Yeah. Uh, do I feel good about that? Like, hey, I saved, I saved my family from this shooter. Um, but at the same time, man, we're as leaders in our homes, and as as people, I think it's okay. Like, laws are made to protect people. So why wouldn't I want to protect people? And so I go back and forth. It's not as black and white, I think, as people want it to be. No. Well, and then the thing I think about is like everyone's heard that verse in the Bible where, you know, you need to turn the other cheek. Sure. You know, so it, is it is it unchristian to shoot somebody, mm-hmm. even if you're defending yep. yourself? Even in the Old Testament. So that was Jesus saying, turn the other cheek. Um, but, uh, oh, man, I can't think. I think it's can't remember where it is, but basically, uh, it's a, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Like, let me deal with the justice. Okay. Um, have you seen The Chosen? No. So, in The Chosen... I've seen it all over Facebook. Yeah, it's though. all over right now. Yeah. And we, we avoided it because we're like, oh, man, it's going to be terrible. We just assumed it was going to be horrible. That's what I thought, like a B or C movie. Right. But we started watching it. It's actually really good. Okay. Um, and there's one episode where Jesus is hanging out with kids. Like, the whole episode is just him. He's, like, living in a tent. He's making stuff, you know, making toys and stuff that he's going to sell. And these kids just kind of show up. And he starts teaching them. And uh, this one kid is like, well, uh, this this kid pushed me, and I got in trouble because I pushed him back. And Jesus is like, and you think that was the right thing to do? And he was like, yeah, well, he pushed me first. And, and the Bible says, eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth. And Jesus' response is, yeah, but that that's that was written for... A, a justice to decide in a court of law and you weren't in a court you were just taking justice into your own hands right you know and so basically he's saying ultimately they come to that verse of you know vengeance is mine says the lord and so is it our job to bring about justice or do we trust that god is big enough that ultimately he's going to bring justice right um or do we have to have it right now in this moment yeah, and I guess the point of me asking that is, right, that we talked about you wanting to have a gun in your home, just as many Americans do, to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, if that's not what we're supposed to be doing, if we're not supposed to be taking a, another person's life, if we're supposed to be, you know, showing kindness, mm-hmm. what's the point of the gun mm-hmm. at that point? Right. But again, when I go back to the church, right, 
like if someone is trying to take the life of somebody else, then is that different? Because it's no longer them coming after me, right. and it's not me turning the cheek. You're actually now trying to kill a whole bunch of other people that I don't know their fate either. Sure. And so is it better? Like, you've already made your choice to start shooting at people. Right. So is it okay for me as a believer to say, hey, I'm going to protect those people, and I'm going to try to at least stop you somehow? And what do you think? I think that at at that point, I would try to stop them. Okay. Well, I'm right there with you. Yeah. I'm right there with if you. If I'm at I the just... grocery store and someone starts shooting into the crowd and I'm and I have a gun on me, why not try to like is it not my job to try and stop them? And and I'm of the same thing. I don't know. I, was... I mean, bullets don't stop in people. Right. So then you risk like shooting through them and hitting someone else and can you live with that? Yeah. Or missing and hitting someone else. Yeah. So, I mean, there's just so much to it. Like I said, it, it gets so complicated so quickly. I think I heard a statistic about trained police officers miss, like, 60% of the time. Wow. I mean, it's a big number. Wow. And it might even be more than that. I think that it might have been, like, I'm trying to remember. We should have looked it up. It's It might even be, like, 80, 80%. You know, I looked up another crazy statistic, too, when I was on my way here. Um, and where is it? Let me pull it up right here. It was just about uh, gun ownership in general. And uh, I think it said that, uh, let's see. Anyways, I'll pull it up here in a second. But it, it's something crazy, like people who bear arms or people who own a gun are four times more likely to be involved in a gun-related incident and 4.2 times more likely to die as a result of a mm -hmm. gun we have That's a guy crazy. here we have a guy here that uh, as a friend of mine that he actually uh is a security guy and he's like a high-ranked uh police officer that um helped with a lot of the riots and stuff downtown okay and he uh, i told him hey i got my concealed carry license and he's like that's awesome he said i don't carry though i was like oh really like i just assumed that he would He's like, no, he's like, in my experience, all a gun does is just escalate the problem. It doesn't actually make it better. Wow. Um, and so, and the guy who actually trained us, uh, Officer Paul. Um, Officer Paul. Officer Paul. I don't know what his last name is, but Policeman Paul. Paul uh, he said that he's only, in his whole entire career, both as a civilian and as a police officer, he's only pulled his gun twice, and he's never had to fire it. Um, so, but he's a big advocate of conceal and carry and he was very thankful to citizens who were helping make his job easier who were ready to do because and, and that was his point too is that your job is to save lives not to take lives and so you don't just pull out a gun just because you can like you got to be very certain that you're pulling it out for a purpose so in that context what you talked about earlier would be kind of correct because in effect the net would be saving more lives than taking in that instant when you were talking about taking out a shooter in a store. Right. So I, I can see that. Mm -hmm. I can see that. And I would do the exact same thing. Uh, another thing I thought about is... <laughs> what? I'm an idiot. Why? Uh, <laughs> this is really bad. Okay. Uh, if it wasn't for guns, Batman would have never been created. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I didn't expect you to take it there. <laughs> I'm really not laughing at this topic. I'm laughing at that. 
statement. Because I'm an idiot. <laughs> well, now you got me thinking about it. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because it was through the suffering that he became Batman. So. That is true. That is true. You just don't know what good can come out. <laughs> well, it, it, kind of along those lines, okay? Not yeah. necessarily Batman, but you look at the age of, um, and to, I don't know the age of the one today, but you look at uh, one of the most recent mass shootings was a 19-year-old. Uh, another one was 16 years old. Mm-hmm. They haven't even come into their own yet. Are they so. even old enough to buy a gun? Because you have to be 18. Year old, isn't it? Yeah. So that is case in point as far as if you want to shoot somebody, you're going to find a way to get a gun. Right, and, right. I mean, he the, could have stole his dad's, I guess. I don't know. The, I guess where I was approaching it from is that we've all been given a certain amount of time to grow into our faith mm-hmm. and into our belief. And, um, you know, for someone to be that young and to go down that route mm-hmm. and for there to be no divine intervention like uh, i i sit here and i get a little angry because i think there should have been divine intervention i Mm -hmm. think in a lot of these cases somebody should have stepped in you Mm -hmm. know those kids haven't even had a chance to to realize what life's about Mm -hmm. or what's on the other side what would that look like divine intervention yeah did god put his hand down saying stop Mm -hmm. you're 16 years old you don't know what you're doing Mm -hmm. now you're walking in the store and taking people's lives Mm -hmm. uh i mean I, i i can't Explain somebody's mentality when they're older, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, but when we talk about, you know, extending grace and people having grace, um, and, and I'm not sympathizing with the, the shooters at all, but what I'm saying is they, they were so young. They didn't, mm-hmm. uh, what was the point mm-hmm. of their lives? Mm-hmm. 16 to 19 years old. Now it's done, mm-hmm. and they're left uh, in history with killing people. Mm-hmm. You know, we all like to believe that we're born having a purpose in life, mm-hmm. that God's got a greater plan for us. And in those instances, I just don't see it, and I don't know how to reconcile yeah. that in my head. I mean, the only way I can reconcile it is, is recognizing that uh, eternity is much longer than this moment. And so I don't know what that holds for someone in eternity. Yeah. I mean, for the people that are shot or, or for that person, like... I can't, I can't, I can make speculation, but I don't really know. Yeah. I mean, at the end where, you know, they start shooting people and then they go, oh crap, what am I doing? I'm an idiot. And then, and then is that where God has divine, inver- I don't know, you know, and I don't know. Yeah. I wish I had an, a straight answer of, yeah, this is why God does that because he's trying to teach you. Le- I don't know. You know, I, I think that uh, God allows us to make our choices good or bad. Um and sometimes he does feel distant. Yeah, that's a tough pill to swallow. And I know it circles back to this on some of our shows, you know, where at the end of the day we, we say that, you know, we just have to put our faith in God, that mm-hmm. there's a bigger picture out there that we don't understand. Mm-hmm. I mean, I tell you, when you're in the moment right now, I don't, I'm just being honest, I don't understand it. Sure. I don't understand watching what our kids are going through. Mm-hmm. I don't understand watching mm-hmm. what... This world's going through. Well, the crazy thing, too, is that, I mean, everything is escalated, too. I mean, we joke about it because we liked video games and stuff. But, I mean, the graphicness of video games, I think that um, what cell phones and devices are doing to people's brains as they're developing. So it's really interesting to me that uh, you can't rent a car until you're 25. Right. Because they say your brain is not yet developed enough for you to be mature enough for us to trust you with this vehicle. 
but then we allow kids to do all kinds of other stupid stuff. Um, and it's because they want it, right? That's why, man, when I, you know, I think that the drinking age should be changed to 18. Right. The only person who is really fighting for that is the 18-year-old that wants to drink and doesn't think it's fair that they don't. Like, if I'm already 21, I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. I'm 21. I can drink. Why do I care? You know? Right. Um, I'm not going to start fighting for the 18-year-old thinking, yeah. And really, most of the time, once we get older, we go, man, I'm so glad that I wasn't allowed to drink yet. And yet, kids find a way. You know, I mean, if they want to drink, they're going to drink, um, even though it's illegal. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I just, I think that it's interesting that these car rental companies understand that and have rules for it, and yet that never trink- trinkles into the rest of society. I know. I know. That was the big argument when they changed the drink. And there's science behind it, right? Yeah. There's science that shows, especially with males, it takes us a long time for our brains to develop for us to make mature decisions. Now I'm really going to have to make sure Erin doesn't listen to this because she is telling me this all the time that women are smarter than men and that they mature faster. Uh huh. And now you've just proved her case in point. Well, it's a science. I'm just going with the science, Tim. All right, science. Mm-hmm. You're on my list now. Mm-hmm. Science. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I've got two last questions to bring up before we close today's show. I guess... Number one is, and this is obviously your personal opinion. Okay. Um, I got it. I'm ready How do we for... find common ground what right do you mean? now? Between this debate where we started, we were talking, there's an argument right now over gun control. I think as I was here, I just saw uh, something come out where Polis just uh, issued new gun laws, and I haven't seen what those look like. Uh-huh. But obviously, it's an extremely hot topic right now, and you have people fighting on mm-hmm. um, uh, both sides, saying this is my God-given right, people saying I don't want them. Mm-hmm. Um, then you're bringing religion into the mix, and then you've mm-hmm. got people on the other side saying, well, if this is a religious mm-hmm. argument, I want nothing to do with that, mm-hmm. and I want nothing to do with religion. So how do we find common ground in the midst of all this? Mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately, it's a, it's a constitutional thing. Uh, and so I think recognizing that it's a constitutional right as an American is is do we do we still hold the Constitution as something that is is good or do we not? And so uh, there's some people who probably don't like the Constitution. Right. Um, and so they're like, I don't care what the Constitution said. That was a long time ago, and I'm going to abandon it. And so uh, I would still hold true to say, hey, it is a, a constitutional right that we need to honor. Um, but I also think that there is wisdom in saying, hey, Let's make sure that we're we're training people, you know, um, how to how to use them in a way that is good and helpful for the betterment of society, and sure. not just to um, protect and hoard my own stuff. Right. What do you think? Uh, and this just popped in my head right now. Um, if you were able to talk to God right now, I know you're able to talk to God, but if God were to like. Come and say sit something in this chair and you. talk, yeah. What do you think he would say about all this? We're arguing about constitutional I'm rights. I'm sure that he would say he's sad that okay. humans would be willing to do that to other humans. But humans have been crap to each other for a really long time. Right. We just invent new ways of doing it. Um, we use modern technology to be crappy to each other. Yeah. Um, so I don't think that he would be surprised by that. Okay. Um, I think that when you look at Jesus, when he was here, um, and the way that he interacted with people, he did so in a way that was pushing, uh, you know, gentleness and 
I mean, even when they were going into Samaria, you know, like the Samaritans hated the Jews. Right. And they're like, the disciples are like, we can't go there. Like, let's go. We need to go around Samaria or we're going to get in big trouble, you know. And, and Jesus just has a way of being able to to break through those things. Um, so what do I think he would say? I don't know. I think that the nice thing about Jesus is that he was God and <laughs> he, yeah. had, he had a connection with his father uh, unlike anything that I've ever had. Um, and uh, I wish that I could tell you what I think God would say, but I honestly just don't know. Yeah. No, and I appreciate that honesty because I, I have a hard time wrapping my head around uh, right now that uh, I, I don't know, man. I just I feel like, well, do you think as a nation uh, or as a world that uh, not in light of all this, but this just makes me think about it, that uh, we are a nation or a uh, even a world that's growing closer to God or falling further away? Well, I don't. I think as a collective, I don't think that we're moving towards God. Yeah. Um, I mean, Jesus said the world will hate me, you know, and I think that that is just as true today as it ever was. Um, And uh, we are naturally prideful people that want to self-persevere. Sure. And we're going to do whatever we can to make sure that I survive um, and that I survive well. Yeah, it's, I, and, I, I, and that is very opposite of the the approach that Jesus took, sure. you know, where he literally sacrificed his own life for the I, sake of the world, you know. Um, and so, yeah, but I don't know. It, it's it's a hard thing to walk in that and live it out. Yeah, you know, honestly, I don't know why that. Uh, you know, we've all read in the Bible, Sodom and Gomorrah, right? Mm-hmm. How horrible they got, and God just had enough and finally came down and blammo, yep. mm-hmm. gone. So in Peter, okay, I can't, first or second Peter, I can't remember off the top of my head, but basically they ask the question, you know, he says, some of you are asking the question, when will Jesus return? Why won't he just return and make things right? We all want God to come and make things right. The way that God has set it up is as soon as Jesus comes back, uh-huh. like wherever anybody is at at that moment, their fate is sealed. And so Peter's answer is Jesus is waiting to come back. And actually, Jesus didn't doesn't even know when he's coming back. Only the Father knows. Um, the Father is waiting to send Jesus back because he wants to give everybody the opportunity to turn to him. Okay. Yeah, because I was sitting here thinking, you can't tell me that with all the social media platforms and the content that's available out there for people and the ability mm-hmm. for people to go on straight. But we don't know what it's going to take for each person to turn, right? Because your your story is different than my story, and the way that uh, I found Jesus will be different than the way that Tim finds Jesus. Because God will draw you in based on your wiring, based on your circumstances and things like that. And so there may be someone that has read it over and over and over again, and then all of a sudden there's a moment in their life where somehow Jesus pierces through to their heart and they turn and they go, oh my gosh, I've, got, I've been wrong this entire time. And they turn 
and they say, I want to follow Jesus now. And God wants to give everybody that opportunity. And really, God is the only one that knows our hearts and knows when, okay, that's it. No one's going to turn to me ever again. And so it's time for me to come back and make things right. So just out of curiosity. That's my assumption anyway, okay. based off of what I read. Yeah, no, because I was going to ask my, uh, my next question is, how is what's going on in the world right now any different than the type of things that were going on when God's like, I've had enough of this, and he comes down and, mm-hmm. you know, obliterates Sodom mm-hmm. and Gomorrah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I were him and I was sitting up mm-hmm. there, yeah, boom. And maybe the Father is, and maybe Jesus is there saying, no, 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 don't do it yet. Wow. Because Jesus is, is our defender. You know, Jesus is our protector, and Jesus says, wait, we can get one more. We can get one more. I don't know. I'm just getting, you know, this is yeah. just guessing. But uh, I I would hate for there to be an opportunity for one person to not be condemned for all eternity. Right. To be able to be with Christ for all eternity. And they, it could have happened, but, but Jesus came back and, oh, crap. You know? Yeah. Yeah, man, a heavy topic. Mm-hmm. What a heavy topic. I, I was thinking about it the whole way down here, and uh, I'm glad you talked it through with me. I, st- I still have things. I, I could bring up questions sure. all day. I think sure. we've kind of talked about... Uh, I could bring up questions, too. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, but I'm not as well-versed as you I are. Don't know. I wouldn't be able to answer. I, I could give you my opinions. That's all I'm doing. Some yeah. But um, you're providing context, and I, and I think that's important because I, I just have a hard time not looking out there and just seeing despair yeah despair and it actually there's a lot yeah there's definitely a lot all right my man well that's all i had uh for today i appreciate you taking the time as always to sit down and speak with me and uh until next time thank you